Hi, this is Jason Sohail Ascari. And this is Anna Ascari. I grew up and studied about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all my life. And I never got the chance to watch any of the original series. The both of us were going to watch all 193 episodes of the original series. And give you a perspective from an expert. And a new viewer. This is what we call a Tata Recall. Alrighty, and welcome to episode 76 of Turtle Recall. I'm your host, Jason Zohail, and joining with me is my ever so lovely and totally wants to get the soundtrack to today's episode wife, Anna. You said I'm what? You want to get the soundtrack to today's episode. More than soundtrack, I want the uh, lyrics. You, yes, she wants the song lyrics. <laughs> so this week we're talking about the episode Name That Tune, and... While we were like writing our notes for this episode, Anna was like, we should write down the lyrics to all the songs and say, I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I said, no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said. No, thank you. I'm good. Um, right, someone has to do it. Someone has to do it. And I'm sure someone already has. <laughs> but, we, uh, but yeah, uh, so we will be talking about uh that episode today but before we get into that something i do want to bring up because most of the time for our beginning segments is always about something that i know about and i felt i feel that you know this week let's throw it to you honey because you know there are four turtles they're named after artists and you are an artist so you know like br- um, you know, like, I want you to bring up some, like, you know, like, art, like, what got you into art and all that fun stuff. So what made me un- interested in art? Yeah. Now, this is when you get to go, all you, Azizam. So I think, I think art is not just something that, uh, you are, you get, like, interested in. Uh-huh. I think art, maybe something is, like, um, is a way of, like, thinking or is a kind of like a language or something is inside you um i just i just remember i I was always like uh uh, i remember uh even when i was very young i always was like very interested in like painting and uh um i remember i always was thinking that had imagination that uh okay uh for example if i want to draw a tiger i would uh i was it's very clear for me that I was thinking that, okay, I can see the tiger in my head, but how come I can, what what is in my head, I cannot bring it to the paper. Mm-hmm. So I always had that, um, this challenge with myself to, um, to practice, to make sure that what is in my head, I can like, uh, like draw it on the paper or something. And then, um. And then, like, everyone in the family were also, like, uh, somehow, like, uh, involved with the art. My mom was a, a dressmaker. My uh, my brother was always, like, uh, drawing uh, comics. And uh, my dad was uh, used to keep buying the uh, cartoon magazines for us. So all of these things was, like, inspired me to um, start um, going more towards the, like, caricature and, like, cartoons. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, and then uh, later when I get like, um, it was um, the age that I had to decide what I really want. I, I remember like I was, uh, my mom, because I was a good student at school, my mom wanted 
me to go more towards what like rest of the family to go for the science and this kind of stuff but um i was always drawing and painting so i was like no i want to do art so my mom said okay and uh so i changed my subject to the art in the college and um for the college it was it was a little hard first i went for the traditional uh like um uh, carpet designing and um uh, I mean, I, I applied for animation, but they only wanted five people, so I wasn't accepted. Oh. Yes, for that population. So for uh, then for the Master of Art, uh, that's when I I said that I have to go for animation. That's mm-hmm. what I want. Right. And then uh, I was accepted. And uh, it, that part of that I was uh, studying animation was one of the best years of my life <laughs> oh that's awesome I, I i like that uh so you know obviously the four turtles are now after four legendary artists like when you were growing up did you actually like study study any of these artists i know you're from i know when you're doing art it was, it was more middle eastern so i don't know if like yes we always had like the history of art so mm-hmm. the in the history of all art we we definitely like studied those artists uh-huh so but um but i never like um i was so disconnected from ninja turtles that when i was studying those artists i wasn't thinking of ninja turtles right but you know so between those four i mean well i mean obviously obviously for you the like those those four names didn't like really really mean um anything but but like was it, were any of them like so memorable uh, for you as like the artist, not the actual Ninja Turtle? Uh, I think maybe Michelangelo is like right with uh, the with the uh, with the Sistine Chapel. Yes, I, I could I could see that. I I will say I, when I was growing up and like you know uh, every time like my art teacher would be like oh study one of your artists and everything like an artist I always like chose. Leonardo, only just because, like, one, it is a Ninja Turtle name. Uh, the other reason I chose him was because I thought it was cool because not only was he an artist, he was also an inventor. Yes. And I was like, oh, that's so cool that I didn't, because, you know, it just in my mind, I didn't know people who can, like, draw stuff can actually, like, be creative to actually make stuff. Yes, exactly. But, yeah, I, I do remember, so, you know, when we're, like, dating and everything. And, like, you know, I told you, like, I'm into Ninja Turtles and everything. Uh, the One of the cutest things you actually told me, you were like, Oh, did you know those four Ninja Turtles were actually named after artists? <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Maybe because I thought that... Uh, you, pr- you probably thought I didn't know. <laughs> yes, because I thought that maybe, like... Uh, I don't know. As I said, like, I was so disconnected from Ninja Turtles. Right. Wars, so what... What was, like, more highlighted for me was the art part. Right, right. Nah, that, that's cool, you know. I, I'm I'm glad the listeners got to get to know you more. Because I know usually when we talk about these subjects, I kind of take over. <laughs> and I just wanted to get something for them to get to get to know you more. Do you understand? Oh, thank you. It was, it was just a general thing about my path. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, let's get into some, uh, you know... Some Ninja Turtle news, you know, the 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 not not the artist versions. <laughs> Alright, let's do this. 
so the first thing I actually do want to talk about, uh, just really briefly, not too much. If you remember last week, we talked about the April and KC like farm set. Yeah. And we, we said like, oh, they're going to come out with uh, more, like, more information about it. Uh, so NECA did release more information about it. Not a lot of information. Like uh, they listed out everything that it's that it came with. And that's pretty much everything we saw uh, for accessory wise. Uh, so uh, we saw that the, the heads are the exact same heads as the other two figures. Uh, the Really the uh, only new information we got is that it is planned to be coming to Walmart in January 2022. Okay. Yeah, so a, a few months from now, they have not talked about the people who got the pre-orders when it was leaked by Walmart. They haven't addressed that, so, uh, you know, I'm still crossing my fingers that they'll uh, uh, fulfill them. Uh, those pre-orders, they said it was going to come out in November, um, but, I mean, it would make more sense now that it comes out in, in January. That's if it gets fulfilled. We'll find out, like, you know, we're in the dark just as uh, you guys are. Um, about those uh, those mystery pre-orders that we had. <laughs> so uh, that's really all uh, all the really the information we got with that. You know, we, we talked about it in detail last week, if you remember. Yes, but that picture was like so realistic. <laughs> yes, it really did look like it came straight from the movie. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh no, I'm I'm excited about this. It's it's so cool. Like it is cool that like we're like you know before. You know, we didn't have like any April figures from the movie. Now we're we're gonna have two, and the fact that like we got another Casey Jones with his like face on it, like you know, because uh, remember like a couple years ago we we're like, hey, it, it would it would be great if we had Casey Jones face, and like you know, because at that time the actor uh, didn't approve it. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's so good that he did approve it now. Yes, right. Yes. So the next thing I want to talk about. Okay, this is gonna really hurt the wallet, but just. <laughs> Just look at this picture. Not oh. You you you, you see what this is? Uh, April is driving the ninja Delta van. Yes, she is driving the party wagon or the TMT van, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. And uh, we see all the uh, everything. The, the details, the- yeah. This is coming from. This is a teaser photo from Super Seven. Super Seven. Yeah, Super Seven. Wow. So, all right. Uh, Super 7 has only released one other vehicle, and that was the the Thundercats, like, Thunder Tank. And that one was made so it can fit, like, all six Thundercats in it, and it had a price tag of $400 on it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Super 7 just released this photo. I So, if you, re- if you remember, like, a few months ago, uh, Super 7 had to, like, step back on the party wagon. They said... Because, uh, basically because uh, Playmates was re-releasing the party wagon, uh, they couldn't they couldn't do anything else with the party wagon at the time. So I guess the party wagon embargo is over. I guess, like, you know, Playmates is like, okay, we made enough sales. You guys can do whatever. Uh, so that probably also means that uh, whatever was stopping NECA from making their party wagon uh-huh. will also have their party wagon um uh, I'm just going to say this. I, I mean, right now we only have a picture. We don't have uh, much information to go with it. Uh, this April figure, they already released an April figure. I don't know if this party wagon is going to come with a new April figure or not. But uh, it could just be there just to have someone in there. Uh, I'm just saying that if this 
duh, like, you know, when they start releasing information, expect, like, you know, $400 to $500, but also expect, like, you know, we're probably going to have some lights, we're going to have, like, room to fit all the figures in. I mean, we never know. Don't give idea to them. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll try not to give uh, um, uh, uh, ideas to them. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll whenever, try. whenever we have a big expense, then suddenly these companies are like, let's make the coolest... Right, let's make the coolest stuff. Let's make the coolest figures yeah. and everything. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, that, that's all that happens. Uh, we will get... Like, when we get more information, we'll come back to this and we will, like, like you know, do all... Because I'm pretty sure once we get, like, the figure, like, the vehicle reveal, we're going to have so much information and that uh, it'll probably be a whole just section just to talk about the van itself. Yeah. Right, yeah. Now, the question, the, the big question is, like, will we get information on this and will we get information on NECA's at the same time so we can at least, like... You know, decide. Decide exactly. Uh, we will find that out. Like, uh, so that's really all we have about the Super Seven uh, Party Wagon. I mean, so far it's a digital render right now, but so far it looks really cool. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, uh, and obviously, like, you know, at least we have like the inside, and the inside like is very detailed. Yes, it even has like a mirror. Yes, yeah, it has a mirror. Like, oh gosh, yeah, no, it it looks pretty cool. Uh, can't see, can't wait to see what's inside. Uh, we're just gonna have to wait, but the so the next thing I want to talk about is actually uh, this this information kind of got uh, released like a couple of weeks ago, but uh, we're gonna talk about it now only because I still don't have. I was hoping to get more information about it and at least a price, but I haven't got anything since then. But this came from the company 5K Toys, which I'm not familiar with that website. And uh, it is a Samurai Leonardo action figure. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so, so what do you think of the look of it? I think it's very cool. Uh, I just... Uh... I just have a hard time to understand his face. Right. Well, he has a, a thing um, going uh, in front of his face. Here's a, here's one like where you can see like him without the armor. Oh, cool. Right. I think it's a very cool design. It's a really cool design. I actually really like this design. Uh, this one is releasing in spring. And it's from a company I've never heard of. And I tried to look this up. For the past two weeks, I tried to look up this company. I couldn't find anything of this company. It's called Fury Toys. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So, Leonardo's um, expected to be released in the spring. And then the other the other three turtles are going to be released within, like, the other season. So, uh, another one's going to be released in the uh, summer, then fall, then winter. I, I love the way they colored it. Yeah, the way the color is actually really cool. I mean, the, the, the design is really cool looking. And this is going to be a 1 12th size, so it's going to be a pretty big uh, figure. So it's not going to be 6 inches. Uh. Right. Um, now, here's the deal. Like, this like this information came, uh, came out about, like, two weeks ago. And they said, oh, you should be able to pre-order it very soon. Um, to As of this recording, you still can't pre-order it. So I, d I still don't have a price on it. Uh. The only other thing I don't have is... I don't know if this is officially licensed because I don't see the Ninja Turtle logo anywhere. I don't see the word Viacom anywhere. And and then like they just say turtle. 
and in their in their uh, Instagram description, there is no like mention of Leonardo. Like um. they don't say Leo. They don't say like uh, anything. They just kind of say, "Oh, it's a mix of samurai and your favorite animal, the turtle." <laughs> so it leads me to believe that maybe this isn't even licensed. Yeah. Uh, but it, despite it not being licensed. It's still a really cool offering. It is. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, like, you know, we had those, uh, the punk, uh, the drunk punker, or punk drunk, what, whatever. The, the one with the turtles with the human faces, uh-huh. uh, that is officially licensed, and this is, like, 100 times better looking than that figure. Yes. Yeah. No, it, it's really cool. Uh, again, if we get, like, more information about it, but I love the design of it. It's a, it's, like... Very Ninja Turtle design, but very original as well. Yeah. It doesn't, like, follow anything. Like, it. this is actually, to be honest, like, it's kind of closer to the uh, the 2014 movie design, but just better looking. Like, you know, just just more, like, you know, like, if the I think if the, 2012, the 2014 movie, like, had this design, I think a lot more people, people would have been, like, more open for it. Yes. Yeah. Um, it has so much, like... Uh, like Leonardo's uh, character. Yes, yes. It really has uh, a lot of Leonardo characters in there. Uh, so it comes with the samurai armor. Like, you know, you can put it on there. You can cover his face. It comes with some weapons. It also, you know, he also has his two uh, katanas. Uh, when we find out more information about this, uh, we will circle back to this one as well. Uh, especially, like, when we get a price uh, for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as of right now... Uh, it, you still can't pre-order it, but the pre-orders will be going on uh, 5K toys. And like I said, I have a feeling because it's not going to be licensed, we're not going to see it in like Big Bad Toy Store or Entertainment Earth or like, uh-huh. you know, I don't think we're going to see it in theirs. Because I, like I said, I don't think this is licensed. Uh, but really cool, like, you know, despite not being licensed, pretty cool to figure. Yes, uh, I really like it. Yeah. A lo- it even has like, texture on the skin yes yes it has texture on the skin like i mean there's a lot of good detail like to be honest on here so uh you know uh we'll like i said we'll circle back but the last thing i want to talk about which we do actually have some information on it is this new kickstarter campaign campaign from company varner studios so uh Varner Studios, they are the people that made the original uh, Ninja Turtle action figures back in the, yeah, uh, back in the 90s and everything. Uh So they have a Kickstarter campaign. The Kickstarter had a goal of uh, 5,000 and as of this recording, they're already already at 18,000. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, this book is happening. It's going to be a sketchbook, and the sketchbook is going to be, a l- like, pretty... They sp- basically said pretty much every Ninja Turtles figure from, like, the 90s era mm-hmm. that, like, uh, th- that they did is going to be in that uh, sketchbook. So it's going to be a 450-page sketchbook with, like, just the sketches and the sketch designs uh, from... The original uh, company that made the figures that we grew up with, and uh, so and the release, their scheduled release date is gonna is actually uh, April of 2022. So you know, a few months from now. So it, it's actually pretty cool. Uh, the Kickstarter is still going on right now, so you can go ahead and kickstart it. If you just want, if you just want to do the level to get to the book, 
it is $50. If you want it signed, it that's $75. What they said is that this book is only going to go to the people who did it through Kickstarter and whatever leftovers they have will be sold at uh, at San Diego Comic-Con of, of 2022 that year. And then at that and then that's it. No no more books. Uh, right. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh pretty interesting. Uh like, you know, uh like of this like, you know, unfortunately like the this is our only like samples that we really have. We they didn't actually provide any like uh uh, uh, samples in there, um, but like it's a cool way to get some like history. So the name of the Warner Studio is a is it a new name that they made for this well, project or? Um, well, they had that name ever since uh, 1979, actually. Uh huh. Yeah, and they said that they also said that like um, after they do this, they plan on doing another another book of all the of other um, action figures that they did that's not Ninja Turtle related. So, uh, like, you know, so if you want to see, like, what other stuff um, they did as well, they have their plans on doing that um, in the future. Uh, no, it's, it's actually, you know, um, it's actually a pretty cool book. Uh, like, I wish, like, I wish we kind of have, like, hopefully, like, in the future we'll get some, like, sample pages and everything before the Kickstarter ends and everything. Because unlike, you know, the last Kickstarter book, we had, like, you know, the Rad Plastic book. Yes. Like, we actually had that book before the actual uh, Kickstarter went on. And so, at least, like, you know, we're, like, we were able to, like, give more information about it. Yeah. Uh, this one, we're just, like, you know, uh, we just really have just a single image of, like, some of the sketches. So, like, because I'm hoping, honestly, I'm hoping, like, you know, we at least have, like, some some details and, like, some, like, at least, like, just, like, like, you know, we also have a sketch. We have, like, you know, a little, like, blurb about it and everything. So we don't, like, you know, it's just not like a, like... Yeah, it's not just a normal art book. Like, right. You know, more details. And right, right. Because I would like to know, like, you know, like, like some of the figures, like, you know, uh, like... Because uh, right now I see the, the cave turtle uh, uh, sketch. And, like, I remember that whole cave turtle line. I would love to, like, hear, like the thought process of like okay who decided like did they decide that, that they want to make cave turtles did like uh, playmates decide to make cave turtles was jurassic park the reason why like that line existed mm -hmm. just all just like just things like that um i would like just like to know uh -huh. right so if you do want to uh uh kickstart us uh like you know you want to be a par part of it uh Look at wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, check the link. Check the description for the link to um uh, to podcast to kickstart it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that and that is everything uh, that we have uh, for this week. All right, and just as a quick reminder, we do the news section of this podcast live every Sunday night. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sometimes we might do it late um, and not give you a heads up like we did this week. But uh, we will be doing it Sunday nights. <laughs> All right. All right, honey, you, you ready to get into this week's episode? <laughs> yes. All right, let's do this. All right, this week we're talking about Syndicated Season 4, Episode 10. Name that tune. This originally aired on September 21st, 1990. This was directed by Fred Wolf and written by Misty Taggart. Uh, just as a heads up, the title of this episode is actually 
named after a very famous uh, game show at the time, which was also called Name That Tune. However, the episode they spell tune as a cartoon, uh, like T-O-O-N, while the game show was T-U-N-E, as like in like music tune. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, so, honey, you want to give us a summary of this week's episode? Okay, I was a little confused about this episode, so you kind of have to help me. All right. So, um, in this episode, uh, I know that Krang made a, like a, had a kind of like a machine or something that, um, I'm not sure what exactly he wanted to do. He wanted to kill the turtle or I don't know what he wanted. He was going to make everything vaporize within like a mile. Does it mean vaporize? Like, like, like everything just disappears. Oh, why? Uh, he just did. Like, he didn't really give a reason. Okay, so Krang wanted to disappear everything. And then uh, there was a musician guy who was Irma's uh, friend. And um, he was just uh, practicing, like, piano. Um, and then Mr. Thompson was uh, mad at them and then uh, sent them out. Then uh, in, they, they went to an antique place to... Uh, to buy a piano for the guy for his uh, for his friend and Irma was kind of in love with that guy and so they bought a like a um, uh, like a like a piano uh, machine that his name was was whatcha whatcha call it whatcha call it we'll get into that what shall we call it yeah whatcha call it I don't know I, I can't <laughs> pronounce the way you do it but um and then uh, they they buy it, but it, I think um, I don't know there was something magic with that machine too. I, that one was also made by Crank. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. So why Crank made that? If that was. Uh, it because okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just confused. <laughs> um, that it wasn't like a music machine. That would that was a alien computer motherboard. Just happened to have keys like a like a keyboard uh-huh. but it was trash uh-huh, uh-huh okay so yes i because i remember uh Bebop and rocksteady like uh throw it out and it went to that that antique place and ermo and uh, his friend uh, got it uh so anyway they installed uh crank installed that um machine um in the sewer uh, for the turtles but uh because of the music that the musician guy was playing um, it was sabotaging. The sound was sabotaging that um, that uh, the other machine. So um, so that machine was not working, and um, the turtles went uh, were after that motherboard, and then uh, kind of lost. <laughs> you, you can tell the rest. <laughs> I can tell the rest. Yeah. The, so you know the, the the turtles went after the uh, motherboard, and like you know. Uh, and trying to s- stop Shredder, and we'll and then and we'll find out what actually happens when we start breaking down this episode. Okay. All right. Yes. All right. So, uh, so the first scene we have is like, and something Michael Atkins point out. He says, S- like, because we see the turtles they're watching a movie on their TV, and Michael Atkins points out. He says. So many episodes begin with the turtles watching TV in the lair, and it does. Like, it really is, like, their go-to beginning thing. They're like, oh, how do we start the episode? Ah, the turtles are watching TV. 
Yes, but the very beginning of the episode started with uh, like a um, like a bird point of view of the yeah, like a bird's eye point of view. Yeah, and, and then like 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 Splinter is actually the first person talks and he was like, "What are you guys doing?" Yes. Right. Uh, so the turtles are watching a movie, Secret Agent of Triple Zero. It, and can you guess what that's a parody of? Uh, that's a parody of James Bond because James Bond is 007. Yeah, and like you know, so they're wa- they're watching TV and like Splinter also like um, makes a joke uh, because like they're like, oh, we really want to know what happens here, and Splinter's like, well, we know. He was like, oh, we know he's safe because I know there's a- another movie called The Return of Secret Agent of Triple T- Zero. Which, like, Splinter kind of, like, be like, hey, guess what, guys? There's a sequel to this movie. <laughs> What's your parents were always, like, like predicting the end of the movie? My my mom would, like, just tell me every time we, like, turn on a movie, she's like, oh, let me tell you, at the end of this movie, this is going to happen. And, like, most of the time she was wrong. <laughs> wrong? <laughs> wrong. My, my mom was also like that, but, uh, like, I think 100% of the time she was right. She was right. No, like, my mom always, like, would assume something, but, like, but she would assume for, like, the newer stuff, and, like, where, like, the newer stuff was kind of, like, oh, we're doing stuff differently, <laughs> so it always, like, it always, like, uh, like, you know, kind of tripped her, uh, tri- tripped her up and everything, but during this movie, this is where Krang takes over the TV, and he starts, he starts, like, making threats, and he's, like, hey, if you, hey, guys in Earth... If you guys don't bring the Technodrome back back on Earth so we can take over your planet, I'll I'm gonna start vaporizing uh, the Earth uh, like one square mile at a time or something like that. And and like the turtles like, oh my gosh, how can you do that? Then like Shredder like we go to the Technodrome and Shredder's like, Krang, you can't do that. And Krang's like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but. <laughs> <laughs> and then like Craig was all of a sudden like, oh, you know what? I put a device somewhere in New York City. I think that device will do what I just said. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, Michael even Atkins like brings up the point is like he says it always bothers him when villains make a threat without proving they can uh, deliver it, deliver on it. And like he mentions that like Craig makes his threat, but like Craig doesn't prove that he can do this. And, like, because even when we cut to Krang in the Technodrome, he's kind of like, I don't think I can do this. And then he was like, oh, yeah. And it's, like, some weird device is in the sewer in, like, no at no point in this episode, like, we see someone install it. It just happened to be there. We don't know how long it's been there. Uh, we don't know. Um... I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about the dematerializer because that's what the that's what the device is called. I'm going to talk about it more, but I I want to bring this up is the freaking numbers on the dematerializer because those numbers jump everywhere. Yes, I was keep waiting for it to go to the zero and something happened. It keep like it, it keeps like changing. it's like it keeps changing. Like because when we first see it, I think it's at twelve and. And it's like, okay, we have 12 seconds for this thing to go, or like 12 minutes, because uh, it wasn't clear, but then when you saw the numbers come down, it's like, okay, this thing's gonna go, and it just like, I don't know, it was the weirdest... It was killing the excitement. Yes, it really was killing the excitement. Uh, the other thing I want to note was like, so Shredder's like, um, punching keys on like the keyboard, on the, the computer, and like when he's punching like, 
the the buttons on the computer in the technodrome, it started like making like the phone tones, like when you're t- uh, dialing a phone number, like a, on the telephone. I was like, I was like, you guys couldn't like really find another sound effect, like you know, something a little more futuristic. I mean, you know, I I know sometimes they go to Atari. Uh, at that point, just go to Atari. Like so, so yeah. Um, we're gonna get into more of the dematerializer, but it's just just coincidence that it's just there and like Krang like forgot about it after he, after he makes a threat. Like it, it was just weird. Um, we don't know when it got there. It could have got there, like, you know, in season one, it could have got there, like, yesterday. We don't know. <laughs> it's just been there. <laughs> like, but, like, but Krang still has his, like, so many setup of his, like, cameras so he can see everywhere in Earth, including the sewers, but still does not know where the turtles live. Just want to add that. <laughs> so, after that, we cut into the Channel 6 building where we see, we're introduced to... Irma's friend, but not boyfriend, which I thought it was kind of weird because this guy kind of looks like a nerdy kind of kid who would like jump at the chance to have a girl like Irma like fall in love with him and he just kind of like ignore Irma. Ig- yeah, ignores Irma. Oh, uh, I thought I, I think he was a oh, I think he was just more like a dumb person that he's uh, more interested, he's more excited about. The music, then. I think so. I think you're right about that. But yeah, this character, his name is Howie, and he likes to he likes to play on the piano. Apparently, he apparently he lost his piano. I I think they gave a reason. I couldn't remember. Uh, so he's using the Channel Six piano, and uh, April just mentions the word turtle, and he breaks into a song called Turtle Dude. Yes, I wrote Turtle Dude, dude and uh, like Baby Shark dude, 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 dude. <laughs> I don't think he did do 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 but like, it was almost in that rhythm where he was like, Turtle uh, Dude. Yes, it wasn't, it wasn't that one, but the way I, I wrote it, I saw like, oh, this is so much like Baby Shark dude, dude, dude. <laughs> yeah, and Burn Thompson, he hears this and he's like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! This is a news station, not a, not American Got Talent. Get this guy out of here!" He said American. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. I just made that up. I don't, I don't know. I, oh, he said Hoot Nanny. That's what he said. He said Hoot Nanny. He, because I know he said something like old, something that our current president would say. What is Hoot Nanny? It, it's some old word, like, like some like, like you know, it's like a, like a. Just a thing to talk about, like, uh, like a like a party, but it's an old-fashioned way to say that, like a gathering of people singing. But it's a work day. Uh, get your friend out. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He basically was like, hey, "It's a work day. You guys gotta." He's like, "You two have to work. Get get your friend out of here." And like at the same time, I am kind of like, "April's a news reporter. Like, how is she like have time to just kind of sit around and like listen to this guy like?" sing songs shouldn't she uh, be out in the field like reporting a news or at least like pre- I mean, all the jobs they break i guess so she had a she had a long break in this one all right <laughs> we did not see her do any reporting in this episode <laughs> but she's on the clock i just want to add that she's on the clock so Ms. mr tom says that uh unless you want to think about uh your unemployment that's right yes 
I like how he kind of plays it straight. He was like, you know, I was like, hey, if you don't do the work, like, you know, don't do the work, you know, you're going to have to, like, you know, do something. Like, you know, you're going to have to find another place to work at. So then we go back into the Technodrome where Bebop and Rocksteady and even, like, Shredder, there's, like, a bunch of junk. And Shredder's like, okay, I need you two to, like, throw all this out. And did you hear what Bebop said when he was, like, thrown at the trash? No. Okay, you, no, you would love this. Bebop said, how come I'm throwing out the trash? I'm not even married yet. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, Rock said he was like, was he like, oh, you gotta get this, like, you know, you have to start, like, working on this so you can make your warthog-to-be happy. <laughs> so, here's, like, where Bebop Rock said they're, like, throwing out the trash, and they're just, like, I guess the trash, trash bin is, like, full, and... They have this alien computer motherboard, which looks like a keyboard. I mean, I give it. I give up to the writers for like, like, hey, this is a motherboard, like you know, part of a, a alien uh, computer. I mean, but seriously, it looks like a keyboard. It looks like an American keyboard. Yes. <laughs> like, but be, like the trash bin is full, and like Bill was like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to throw it in this open portal that we have to Earth that's in the trash room. That's in, like, the garbage room of the Technodrome. I don't know who designed this. Other than maybe Rocksteady and Bebop, they might have, like, did this just so they can just throw things away that they don't want to, like, when they do- when they run out of room in the trash. And, and when they do that, the motherboard lands at this uh, antique shop. And I am just wondering here, did you see what the sign of the antique shop said? Was it that, uh, oh, we buy junk, we sell antique. Yes. <laughs> Even uh, Michael Atkins, like, wrote about this. He said the antique store, Irma, and how we go shopping has a sign out in the front yard that says, we buy junk, uh, we sell antiques. If they, <laughs> if they buy, of all they buy is junk, then they, then they can sell, then all they can sell is junk. Cleverly marketing wordplay there, though. <laughs> It is. I mean, it's it's funny because they're like, "Hey, we we take your junk away, but you know, we sell antiques." Like, no, you're 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 selling what you just called junk. All right, here's the thing. That was a, that was a, like a uh, good joke that they hide it in. There. Yes, yes, it really was. Here's the thing. You said antique. Michael said antique. It wasn't antique. What was it? It was antique. They misspelled the word antique. Uh? Yes. I, because I even wrote here antique. And then the second time it came up there, I was like, no, that's not a Q. That's a G. Because, you know, Q goes, the line goes like, you know, uh, towards the right. Oh, the G, the line goes towards the left. That was 100% a G. (laughs) They... I mean, they took 100% they misspelled the word. And, like, I mean, it was, like, it's a really easy mistake. It's one of those things that you had one job and you failed. Right, exactly. 
Exactly, yeah. But if even if you here even look at my card, I wrote antique at first, and then like you can see, like I put the G, uh, I, I drew a G in there because that's when I realized, no, they misspelled it. By the way, like yeah, speaking of antique. So when you were a child, how did you learn like spelling? Do you do you read it in your mind like the way you write it? Oh, uh, so we so here in American schools, we had these things called spelling tests. And they would be like, we would have like uh, 10 words or something like that a week. And then like, we'd have to go and like spell these words. And if we misspelled them, like we got, um, we got it incorrect and that kind of stuff. I usually failed those things a lot because my parents couldn't spell for the, if their life depended on it. Oh, I, I can, I can tell you this in a, oh, I can, I guess guys can tell you this. So in school... Oh, every time, every time, like, my parents, like, every time my teachers were like, oh, <clears throat> you need a, you need to write, like, like, you need to write a note and have your parents sign it, I was always okay with that. But then when my teacher was like, oh, I need a handwritten note from your parents that said this, I fought that tooth and nail. I said, no, 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 we can't have that. We can't have that. We can't have that. And, I, and like, they're like, no. It's like it's like it's like why do you not want your parents to write? I was like my parents cannot spell. They cannot write in English. They they just cannot do it. I was like can I please write it for them and they just sign it. I was like I mean I I remember I offered I offered my teachers like uh cuz like I had like a voice like a tape recorder. I was like can I just record their voice saying what I wrote? And they sign it, and I give you that. I mean... Especially, like, those days, they, they didn't have, like, a computer or something. No, there's no computer. Like, you know, I was so... I was so embarrassed by my parents' handwriting. 100%. And I actually... There was one time my teacher refused. She was like, no, there has to be handwritten. But they could, they could use dictionary. I mean, they could, but it's still my parents. <laughs> uh, but there was... I just remember there was one time... My, my teachers, they, they made me, they made me get my parents to the hand, write the note. I was like, okay. And after I fought tooth and nail for it, they, I, I was like, I was like, okay, fine. The hand written the note. It was the most embarrassing thing. And I handed it to them. They looked at it. They looked at me and they said, you wrote this. I said, no, I didn't. I swear. This is my parents. I was like, I can write you the same thing. You can see this is not. I was like, I promise you, this is my parents. They had to call my parents, and because like even my parents didn't want to write it because they are embarrassed about how how little like how bad they write and how they can't spell. Yeah, and, I mean they were young and it was their second language. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Like my teachers didn't understand this concept of like I'm first generation. Like they. I mean, but after that, my te like that teacher, that was the only teacher I had difficulties with, um, for for handwritten notes. After that, like my teacher was like, okay, you can write the notes. So like, she was like, you are the exception. Don't tell any other students, <laughs> because, um, but like it. Oh gosh, um, uh, but yeah, that that's how we learned, um, how to spell. I was always I was always bad at uh the spelling tests. I always failed them. My parents, like, I couldn't get help from my parents because my parents didn't know how to spell. My parents are Iranian. 
you are Iranian, so you know, you know how like difficult English rules and spelling is. Yes. So, I mean, I personally myself like for um, I know I always have like uh, trouble with the spelling, but uh, like uh, uh, in my head, I always like uh, pronounce it differently to. Oh, so you can like learn how to spell it correctly? Yes, for example, I, I always like in my head, like before I say antique, I will say antico. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I remember how it's. Yeah. Uh, so also, also in America, because I know you don't have this in Iran, because Iran doesn't. In Iran, there's like no such thing as spelling. Because, like, here's the thing in Farsi, in both in Farsi and Arabic, all the words you. it everything you write it sound like it sounds like what it it is and that's why the, those languages are like once you learn how to write in that language it's like easy to write in yes uh and that's why there's no such thing as spelling tests in those or spelling bees in those uh in those uh uh languages in america we have these things called spelling bees Do you know what a spelling bee is honey like you write it but you don't read it no a spelling bee is where all the kids stand up and uh the teacher will give a word and they have to spell the word oh i saw it in movies yes those exist i i thought i think they're the coolest thing ever you think those uh, you know what you would think they're the coolest thing ever until you are in one and then you can't spell worth anything and you're always the first one to sit down <laughs> like oh my god do this okay and I can say this with confidence. There are two words for the life of me I can't spell without a spell check. Oh, uh, what that, are those? Michelangelo. Oh, uh, Michael. I mean, I mean, there's like Michelangelo. I, I've, I eventually learned. I know how to spell both ways of Michelangelo. The the pre two thousands way and then like post two thousand way because you know uh, Kevin Eastman and. Kevin Layard, uh, Kevin Eastman, and Peter Layard, uh, they misspelled his name, and so they had to like deal with the misspelling in the comics. No, the two words I cannot spell for the life of me is Wednesday. I can I, I can never learn that word. I don't know why. Like it's just Wednesday is like Wednesday. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> You're better than I am. The other one is unfortunately. Why not? Because that is freaking hard. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, it's like exactly the, the way you say it. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. If it is, I wouldn't, I, there wouldn't be a red line underneath every time I write it, or I write it and I have to like... Do you know what the, what is the easiest word that I can never spell? What's that? Doesn't. Doesn't? I don't know where the E goes. The, the E goes before... <laughs> the E goes after the O. And the E... The, the, I think the E goes. Um, it goes after the O. It goes after the O, but it's supposed, but it has to go after S. I don't know why they put it <laughs> after O. Well, because does is D O E S, and so you want doesn't, and you gotta add an N and apostrophe T to it. Yes, but when you say zent, <laughs> then you need the S and. <laughs> I mean, autocorrect didn't exist. I know, I know. If, it, if there was no autocorrect, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So going back to Ninja Turtles, remember Ninja Turtles? We have Irma and Howie at the at the antique shop. Uh, they first see this. They first see this kind of piano thing, but it's kind of a it's kind of a piece of junk. 
and and then like and they're and they go to the seller and he's like oh that's the only one you have and he's like that's the only one i have and then they turn around and they see the one that bebop rocksteady threw away happened to be on the table perfect and they're like oh what's that he was like uh that's a whatchamacallit so obviously this guy doesn't know what it is because you know it's a because whatchamacallit is something is like you know that's a word when you say like i don't know what this thing is called yeah you just make up a word whatchamacallit yeah whatchamacallit because it's what you want to call it yeah (laughs) is this the first time you heard this word i think in the i think in the that show mass singer yeah yes mass singer there was a uh creature called whatchamacallit yes yeah i remember from that but it still is hard for me to pronounce it's all right but yeah so so the uh so they ended up uh buying that one and the guy's like you know the guy made an easy sale sale by selling someone else's thrown away junk that he didn't have to buy (laughs) just want to say that uh then so at this point like Donnie, like, finds, like, you know, because from his, like, tracking thing, he sees, oh, something came from Dimension X and happened to land in this antique, um, you know, in this antique shop. Uh, and so, after Irma and Howie leave, the turtles come in with, they were turned with their, uh, their disguises, you know, with the trench coat and the hat and everything. We, ha- we haven't seen those in a while. The- oh, they had, to, uh, they had those? Yeah, they had those disguises. Yeah, no, yeah, not not the weird heads. I th- I think the weird heads are gone. I th- I think I think the artists are like done with the weird head now. Mm-hmm. But uh, and uh, they they're going around and like uh, they're, they're trying to ask like they're trying to see if the guy has anything like weird. And like they even bring up the word whatchamacallit. Like they know like like it's almost like they know like oh we know you had one of these things. Like, oh, I will say, I don't know if you caught this, but while Donnie was talking to the sales guy, Uh his uh, headband changed color. It changed, uh, it went from purple to red, like, in that scene. Like, we actually got to see it change color. Uh Yeah, it wasn't wrong turtle talking because he wasn't, like, talking uh, when it changed. And flickering. Yeah, yeah, it was just flickering. And then, because then Raphael did talk, but it was Raphael talking. It wasn't like, you know, they they mistaken, like, to put in a turtle talking. Uh, but, but yeah, because, uh, and, uh, but, but yeah, they basically were like, oh, and they're like, oh, it, he basically said, oh, we sold it to someone. And they're like, oh, they sold it to someone. Oh, no, we'll never find out what it is. Like, and like, you know, they're like, oh, Donnie, you can't track it down. And Donnie was like, I can only find when it was, like, transported here. I can't really find, can't actually keep a track on it. And, again, uh, I know we brought it up, but I, I, this is, like, when I wrote down, like, the numbers on the uh, dematerializer. Because um, this is the point where it was about to go to zero, mm-hmm. but then uh, how we started playing on it and... And then, and then for some reason, when he started playing on it, it, it stopped. And, like, when it stopped, like, the numbers changed. It was, like, it was a weird thing. The the, the numbers really bother me here. They just, like... Yeah. Like, like no one kept track of it. Like, the, whoever was supervising the animation for this episode did a bad job supervising. Uh, but when Howie was playing the music, um, uh, Irma was saying, uh, 
Oh, it's so romantic. It's like our music. Right. And he was like, okay. <laughs> like, like, he was like, and he was just kind of like just playing. Like, I'm like, dude, are you not getting it? Like, I'm like, there is a woman that's like eyeing over you. Even like, I think before he, he said to Irma, Oh, Emma, you're so perfect or something. Right. Like, I, I think he did say something like that. And then I think he just got so... Right. And so... and Distracted. Right. 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 Exactly. Um, but, over, but over here, he's, uh, you know, he, he's doing another song. Uh, it, April's like, you know what? Let me call... <laughs> she was like, let me call the turtles about this after the... After the keyboard start doing its own like kind of thing, he's like, oh, maybe Donatello might be able to fix this. And and like Donatello was like talking to him and and like all of a sudden like they're like, oh, April mentions the word. It's like, oh, they got some whatchamacallit thing. So like, you know, because April's like, I don't know what this thing's called. And so she uses the same word and Donatello's like, what? You guys got the whatchamacallit? I'm like, I'm like you guys are not the old, you guys are not on the only person in this city that calls things they don't know what you call it. My goodness sake, there is at this point in um on the candy shelves, there's a candy bar called what you call it. I mean, you, you know, how do you not know maybe they bought that. Like you guys are like re like but for some reason she says it and it, they determine, "Oh no, this is the thing that Krang sent to Earth," which he didn't really. It was Roxanne and Bebop that did. Uh so the turtles go into um uh, into Howie's like apartment and this is actually what uh um Michael Atkins actually wrote about Howie's apartment. He said Howie's supposed to be a struggling musician musician, but somehow he has a giant loft in New York City. And it's true, like he like he couldn't afford a real piano, but yet he has like this really nice area with this like with this like uh sky roof and everything oh that was his house yeah oh my god uh, because i i also wrote i was like which place is it that it's like so like <laughs> right right so uh the the turtles are there they're they're looking at it and this is also shredder Roxanne, and bebop they come this is like when they come um crashing in first Roxanne and Bebop, they're standing on that uh, that sky window thing, and they they crash down. And I actually like the because Raphael goes like, "Oh, where's your tin faced leader?" And then Shredder like appears. <laughs> so something before this, uh, so after uh, after the he started playing music and the music like uh, sabotage Crank. Uh, 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 yeah, Crank's uh, yeah. The dematerializer. Yes. Then, um, then Krang uh, gave uh, uh, Shredder a new um, device that looked like a bomb kind of thing. Uh, when did he give him that? I don't remember. It was like. Um, it was like before they went to the Earth, right? Or. Yes. It was like before. Before we get to the part that uh, we see that uh, how he was singing. Right. Before that part. Uh huh. We saw that Crank gave uh, Shredder a new device. Right, right. It was black. It was... Right, right. And what exactly did Shredder do with that device? I think it didn't explain well. I think uh, it was just to 
<laughs> like, because I, I don't, like, I remember he got it, but then I don't remember he did anything with it. No, they didn't, they didn't do anything with it. Right, right. He just, like, had it, and then he was just like, okay. This I don't remember. Right, right. No, no, I, I don't, uh, it's obviously, it, it was not something, like, memorable, I'll, I'll say. But, so, so. I don't want to, you don't want to, uh, I know you didn't, you didn't want to write the. The lyrics? The lyrics. But do you want to at least say some of it? like? Sure. Go ahead and say some of it. Because he was singing Teenagers with Shells. Oh, that's right. Yes, oh, yes. I can be a teenager with Shell. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It was kind of music like that. Uh, right, right. Because like, because uh, he, he saw the Ninja Turtles and you're like, oh, you guys are Ninja Turtles. And they're like, oh, just think of us like teenagers with shells. And he just starts like singing about teenagers. With shells. With shells. And like, he just like would rhyme whatever he could with shells. Uh, and yeah, so that's when, that's when like, uh, like Shredder and them uh, broke in. Yes. And then when people and Rocksteady fell from that fancy ceiling then uh, they start doing the action then he was like oh it's a good time for uh like um for an action song right and, and he, he starts singing like, about the fight 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 <laughs> <laughs> so during the fight during the initial fight we have a part where uh, donatello starts fighting with shredder and for some reason, there's a split second where both of them are glowing. I don't know if you saw that. Because no, I, I have those power fucking <laughs> eyes. So I saw that. And here's the thing. Everyone else, this is like the most important part of this episode apparently. Because uh, this is what at TMNT Talk 1984 said he uh, about this episode. He said, ah, Howie, we, we did... Why we ne why we did we never get a full album of his songs, uh, which is uh, you know, if they ever made an industrial soundtrack, we need the full Howie version. We need the full Howie collection. Uh, but but he said, but there is an actual pretty cool fight scene in this ep. Even though I never understood why Don and Shredder were glowing their fight during their fight, but it was cool. And then Michael Atkins also wrote, What's with the light auras around Donnie and Shredder during the fight in the loft? Did you two catch that? And I mean, it was just like the thing that gravitated people's like eyes. I probably was typing. I, I missed it. Right, yeah. And it happens for like uh it happens for like a brief second. And this isn't like this is like when they first fight each other, not like the big fight scene between them. Uh -huh. uh, is this is like because this is like right before like Leo kicks Rocksteady and ha and Rocksteady like throws the motherboard and Mikey and Donnie like grab the cushions and they save the motherboard. So it, it it's it's before that fight scene. Um, but yeah, it was just something like uh yeah. I just want I I don't know why they're glowing. It was cool that they're glowing. I just I don't like. I think they were went some. I think at one point they're going somewhere with it. Maybe had to do with the... The other device? Yeah, maybe had to do with the other device. And they just didn't complete through it. And they just, like, you know, it was... Maybe it was something like, oh, we gotta cut... We gotta cut it for time. And they just happened to still have that animation in there. I think so. That's the only thing I could really think of. Um, so, alright. 
I do want to talk about this line. I'm going to be really nerdy here. Uh, and I know you're not going to understand what I'm going to say after this. Um, but at one point, at one point, uh, Rock said a comment, um, Rock said he comments because he takes the, he takes like the, uh, the device away and he was like, oh, I don't like songs sung in C sharp. And, uh, I mean, I know C sharp is, uh, is a, is a music term and everything. Um, uh, and. Isn't uh, it like a coding in the context? That's what I wanted to get into. <laughs> Here's the thing. C sharp wasn't i don't think c sharp wasn't established until the 2000s um but this is a motherboard and when i wrote it down i had to like because i had to like after i wrote it down i was like oh this is a this is a uh is a computer programming joke and then after i wrote it i was like wait a minute this is made in 1990 Uh, c sharp wasn't a thing uh back then c sharp c sharp wasn't a thing until i was in college which is well after Ninja Turtles was there. But it just in my mind at that moment, I was like, oh, it's a motherboard. And C Sharp is a, a, pro, a .NET programming language. It's like, oh, they're making a really intelligent joke. And then I was like, no, they're not. They're making a joke about the... And like, uh, Michael, Michael Atkins may, actually made us a list of uh, some famous songs that were sung in C Sharp. Uh, Sweet Child of Mine, Take Me Home Tonight, and Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up. Those three were actually sung in C Sharp. <laughs> I love it. I love that too. I was, but yeah, I was a little disappointed. This was not a, uh, this was not a programming joke. I was like, because I, I really thought that, I thought that far because it was a motherboard. I was, and I was like, nope. Uh, so after this, this is like where we get a full, really cool Donatello and Shredder fight. And we really don't get those two pairing fighting each other that much. Like, I really think this yes. is like... Yeah, I think this is the first time we ever... Because usually it's Shredder and Splinter. And we've had Shredder and Leo before. And, I mean, because Shredder and Leo makes sense because, you know, Shredder's the leader uh, and uh, Leonardo's the leader. So it makes... It, but, like, here we had Shredder and Donnie. And it was like... Yeah, Shredder, re- Donnie is more like a brain. Right. Donnie doesn't do that much fighting to be honest so it was it was kind of cool that we got him in a full fight scene with the leader of the foot clan it was a really cool animated fight oh uh, i really like that a lot i wrote it down because like we don't get that much you because usually when the other turtles they fight Shred- shredder it's more of like they curl up and kneel before uh underneath and like the other one pushes them like you know and they it's more of a comical kind of thing and here we actually got a good fight so it was a really cool. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping future episodes, like you know, we'll get like other turtles like fighting Shredder, like like this way, and not like a uh, like a joke fight. Yeah. So. So oh. one of the things that um, when they were in the house, I, I liked it was I think um, when I think it was when they were fighting. Then Howie said, uh, "Oh, I don't use I don't use that closet." Right. And then they. They open. They thought it's a door, but they didn't open it. It was a closet. Right. So Bebop tries to like stop because like uh, Howie, April, and Irma they're trying to run away with the device. And Bebop t- he was like, "You're not gonna get out of this door." And Howie's like, "Oh, that's a closet." He was like, "I don't use that closet much." And then like 
Bebop opens it and all the stuff falls out. And and then while that happens, Irma just grunts to the other door that's like right next to the closet and just opens it and the three of them leave. Yes. Right. Uh, and and I also like this uh, line that I think Rafael said it. Uh, one good jerk deserved the other. Right, right. And uh, he hits like uh, Rocksteady to Bebop if I remember. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so those three escape, uh, like you know, and like they run to the news van while the turtles, uh, while while the turtles they, they run because you know obviously, uh, they defeat Shredder, Roxanne, and Bebop, and Donnie's trying to figure out, uh, where Krang's device is, and uh, this is actually something Michael wrote. Right, he said earlier Donnie's device could only f- uh, find the port of the entry of of the computer. They walk by Krang's device at least twice. One button press later, and they're able to find Krang's device no problem. So, like, all of a sudden, like, Donnie's, like, tracker is now able to find Krang's device. Just, it, he's just able to. Um, like, and then when they're making the plan, like, you know, it's like, okay, you know, Donnie and Mikey are going after the device while Leo and, uh, Leo and, uh, Raph are going to go after Shredder and protect Howie and them. They make this plan in, like, the alleyway, and behind Mikey, there's a store. Gross stuff? Gross store! Oh, you wrote oh. it down, too? Yes, it was... <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. Okay, I really thought I thought I was clever. I thought I was the only one. Yes, it just says gross store. Yes. Okay. I'm like, I think they're trying to write grocery store, huh. and... And they just, like, didn't know how to spell grocery. Oh, my God. I think whoever was the... I think the, there was, like, a foreigner in the animation team. Well, it's usually animated by foreign people. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's what... Because it just said... Uh, we just see the words gross store, okay? I, I'm glad I'm not the only one who saw that. Oh, gosh. So, so yeah. I really think it was meant to write grocery store. They just didn't know how to spell grocery <laughs> and, and the unfortunately the way that they cut it in like the way that uh mikey was standing there we just it saw so gro- yeah i just made it perfect to say gross store <laughs> so back to back to howie we get another song from howie where he sings heroes in a half shell Oh, he say that he says I want to be a hero like a teenage mutant ninja. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he and and like he goes heroes in a half shell, like something something like not weasels in a something like you know. Um. Now, all right, all right. Here's the deal. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you decide on this because during the song he does say the full title Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it is part of a song. Do we yeah. play the sound bites? Yes, we should. All right, we will play the sound bite. Michael wanted us to play the sound bite. We now return to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All right, uh, so we're playing the sound bite. Did you see the. Not not just the turtle uh, van is like so big that also expensive. <laughs> <laughs> the Channel 6 van? Channel 6 van is also like. Did you see how big it was? Oh, no, no. That, that thing was huge. That, that was taking up two lanes of the road. <laughs> like, was she, April was, like, office. driving in the middle of it, of the road. Yeah. Uh, Super 7, I'm just going to tell you this. Um, I mean, 
I, 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 I know you did the Ninja Turtle van, uh, and like, you know, you're charging $450 for it. If that was the Channel 6 van, I would have easily gave you, I would easily give you guys that $500, like, just right then and there. Uh, you know, but it's the Turtle van. I'm just saying, if you guys can just, like, take your Turtle van and just paint it blue and put a, a 6 on it, money is yours, guys. Super 7, if you want to give us a Turtle van to... To review? Yeah, we, we would like that. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, I did like this because over here we had, uh, you know, Raph and Leo, they're, uh, they're going against, uh, like, Sh uh, Shredder, Roxanne, and Bebop. And uh, Raph had, like, a bunch of these, uh, he had a bunch of these, like, bowl of, like, tubes or something like that. And he was like, you know, he was like, what Mikey would say, and he would, he was doing real tubular, dude. And he did this awesome spot on impression of Michelangelo. And if you, I wouldn't, I would not be surprised. I really think that's Rob Polson, like did that voice, that Michelangelo voice. Mm -hmm. But if it, like, if someone comes out and said like, oh no, that was Michael Townsend that did, uh, or Town, I'm sorry, Michael Ta uh, Townsend Coleman. That that did that voice, uh, uh, for that uh, for that line, I would believe that too because that was a spot on impression of Mikey that rap. So, uh, so at this so at this point, this is where at this point, this is like where like they're they're transmitting the because uh, they're at Channel Six and they're transmitting like the the actual like keyboard song through the TVs and everything. So that way to stop. Crane's D, uh, D material device. And the one thing I wrote is like, cause we get to the point where we're seeing like people like reacting to the song. Yes. And, but we, and we see like, we see people have like TVs, but we don't actually see any, the TVs on. Like we just hear a voice, but then we, we just get to the TVs and we just see like just a bunch of blank TVs. Even like Burn Thompson was like, I told those people not to play music while, while working. But, like, he's surrounded by TVs and none of them are, like, turned on to, like, you know... I think, uh, I think it's not supposed to come out of the TV. I think it was, like, playing some, like, magically in the city. I don't know. That's what I thought. I'll, I, I, I was under... I think under... for the Mr. Thompson, uh, because he thought that uh, Ermo and that guy are still in the room and, and not working. That's why he was mad. Then he... Then when he went and saw that it's not them. Maybe, maybe I, I don't know. I I thought it was supposed to be coming out of the TV because they're broadcasting it through the TV through Channel Six. I don't know. Uh, it it was a weird concept. Yes. Um. Uh, I thought that it was more like a crank crank feature. A crank feature, right? Well, oh, also I want to note is like when Mikey and when Mikey and Donnie went to the dematerializer at this point. The, the, the freaking counter was at 300. At no point on the episode, except for here, it was at 300. It was always, like, under 20. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, oh, now we're at 300. And then, like, and then when uh, Howie was playing the song, all of a sudden, like, it got to, like, to one. Like, how fast was this thing counting down? The di I, I don't think it, I, I don't think it ever went to one. I think the lowest that it went was two. Okay, it probably was two. But, yeah, the, the dematerializer... The the numbers on a dematerializer was definitely a mess, and 
while this is going on, Crane is going crazy, and he's like, he's trying to like push all the buttons on the computer, and for some reason, uh, because of like Howie's like uh, keyboard thing, uh, the um, Shredder, Roxanne, and Bebop like all of a sudden like teleported into the uh, Technodrome, and 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 Crane is like. Don't smash the computer! And, like, the three of them, like, ran to the computer and started smashing the computer for some reason. Like, I don't, like, it would have made more sense if they landed on the computer, but, like, they animated, like, those three, like, they looked like they were, like, ready smashing the computer. I just love how Krang didn't like music. Oh, oh, yeah, no. Krang, Krang did not like that music. Um, and so we get to the end of the episode where... Everyone's back into Howie's, like, uh, music studio apartment thing. And we find out that Donnie, like, took the alien motherboard and made it into, like, a normal keyboard. And while Mikey's, like, delivering pizza to them, because Mikey actually had, like, a pizza box, like, in his hand. Like, he went and, like, worked at the store and was, like, you know, delivering it to them. Uh, All of a sudden, the... The keyboard that Donatello that Donatello helped build started like doing that that music notes that the alien keyboard was doing, and then like you know it's like oh no, and then we then we like cut cut into credits, and that's pretty much how the episode ends. Oh, you know, uh, you know something I didn't mention, I didn't write down in my notes. I didn't write about the scene where uh where Donnie like calls Splinter, and he was like, oh. Like, he was trying to tell Splinter to, like, get out of the area because he's not sure if they can, like, stop the device in time. And he wanted to, like, save Splinter. And Splinter's like, I have faith in you. <laughs> like, like, what w- what did you think of, like, Splinter? Like, I think the only comments that I put about the Splinter in this episode was, like, there was one scene that uh, he had the phone and his nails were so long. <laughs> and then the other one was, like, he had that crumpy face. And I was, like... If you want to keep that grumpy face all the time, he has to use Botox. <laughs> so, 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 what did you think of this episode? Uh, did, you, did you want to like you know download uh, Howie's uh, greatest hits and like you know start singing them? Uh, I, I wasn't a fan of this episode. It was like confusing for me, and I don't know. I didn't hate it, but I, I, it was like ah oh, okay. I'm going to be honest, I don't think there was actually much content in this episode. Uh, because, especially, like, when he starts singing, when Howie starts singing Heroes in a Half Shell, that, like, lasts, like, over a minute. And, like, I didn't, like, write much after that. Like, I mean, the only exciting thing that happened was, like, Shredder, Rocksteady, and Bebop were in a taxi cab. And, and like, the and like they're, they're like, oh, they're, they're, they're telling the taxi cab driver to drive faster and he was like oh no this is new york we fall by the rules here and rocksteady like rips the divider between here is like we break the rules and then we don't hear much of the taxi cab we don't see the taxi cab driver ever again after that yeah uh, i mean uh but yeah like i i i think they did more on the actual songwriting than they did of the actual like episode writing and uh like other than like other than the really cool cutscene with like Donnie and Shredder, there wasn't really much anything memorable in here. Yes, there, there were some like catchy tunes, but like you know. Yeah, because even the 
even the Krang part wasn't like so impressive for me. Right. No, no, no. Krang wasn't much. Yeah, I mean, he was just kind of there, just a. He was there to move things along. Yes. But that's pretty much that was that was pretty much uh it. Oh, you know, um. I think they were just pushing this character for Irma. Yeah. I think it didn't go anywhere. No, no, it doesn't go anywhere. I don't. I I don't think we see Howie ever again. I think this was just one of those like, hey, we need to, like, you know, then, um. The network ordered so many episodes. We need to kind of fill them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've said, I, I've said before. I felt like the better episodes of this season were given to CBS, while syndication kind of got like, oh, here's some leftovers. And like, you, you know, like I, I feel like CBS, like the syndication, they just, they just got like the not the best ones. They just, they were kind of like, oh. They're, they're like, you know, this is like more of like the trash writing, like we're like, oh, let's do this. Oh, it's not going to go anywhere. Oh, well, we can make this into an episode. Okay, we just give it to syndication. That, that's why, that's why I kind of feel. Um, the, the, yeah, the, I, I didn't remember much of this episode. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure next week we won't remember much, much more of this. We probably won't even remember going back into this. But join us next week. Next week we'll be talking about the episode Menace Maestro, please. So if you have any uh, memories or comments, be sure to email us at uh, turtlerecallpodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at turtlerecallpod. Um, do you have anything else to add, honey? Or are you just are you ready to go to the gross store and get pick up some uh, gross items? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't have anything special. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Till next time. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to us. If you have any comments or memories you want to share, be sure to reach out to us on Twitter at Turtle Recall Pop. Turtle Recall is proud to be a part of the Res TV network. Be sure to go to res.tv to check out our podcast and other great podcasts they have available.